Hello and welcome to this first episode of the Future of Wealth Management podcast. I'm Ville Fahler, your host. And before we begin, it might be worth mentioning what this podcast is going to be about and what it's not going to be about. This is not another fintech podcast. We will certainly touch on technology from time to time, but we really want this to be about the intersection of wealth management, technology, ideas, and trends. We want to look at the big ideas and strategies that will take private banking and wealth management into the 21st century. We also want this to be a people and ideas-led podcast. So in future episodes, we will have some really exciting guests on who will share their visions and perspectives on the future of wealth management. It's also worth noting we're based in Switzerland, which uh, is a very interesting location to do this sort of podcast. Switzerland has something like 30% of the world's assets under management managed in the Swiss Financial Center. We will, of course, look at things from a global perspective, but we will have a little bit of a Swiss flavor to it uh, because of the place we are in and the guests we can access here. So I think that's quite enough uh, introduction for now. Um, Today uh, we don't have a guest, but instead I thought we'd talk about the recent KPMG study, Clarity on the Performance of Swiss Private Banks, which makes for quite grim reading if you're in the private banking sector. Well, it probably depends on what bank you uh, work for, uh, but generally speaking, Swiss private banking is experiencing a bit of a tough time compared to its um, historical stellar performance, at least if um, one takes cues from the KPMG study. Some of the highlights from the KPMG study, um, we can probably rattle those off before we start discussing them. So one-third of private banks are rated as weak by KPMG, and this is worse than during the financial crisis of 2008, so it's quite the eye-opening stat. Moving on, cost-to-income ratios are trending up uh, year to year, and they are now at 84%, which means margins are quite pressured. Return on equity has fallen at more than half of banks and is generally quite feeble at 4.1% for the median bank in the study. Now, 4.1% return on equity is really poor. Personally, if I look at my personal investments, I would not consider investing in a company with a return of equity of 4.1% unless... I had it on good authority that it could be turned around and turned around significantly. The final headline number that I want to touch on is net new money. Net new money growth at the medium bank is only 0.2%. Now, this means that more than half of Swiss private banks are really struggling attracting new capital and new clients. The conclusions that KPMG draw from this uh, is that scale and size is needed. 
they view assets under management of 100 billion Swiss francs as a requirement to have what they say an engine of growth and scale. Um, they say, though, that Switzerland still has competitive advantages, its reputation, its stable economy, and its high service quality. I certainly agree with the relative benefits that Switzerland has, but I'm not actually that sold on the conclusion that scale is what's going to solve this issue. If you look at it, uh, obviously scale uh, gives you certain benefits. Uh, it gives you operational efficiencies, economies of scale, ability to invest heavier in technology, and the ability to have a presence in more locations. It also gives you a natural gravity, if you will, in that a big company will be better known by more people and you will naturally attract clients just from having that name recognition. Then again, scale has its own problems. Usually in a smaller company, you have owners and employees who are more vested in the outcome of the company than in a big one. You also have, and this is an important one, you have greater agility and adaptability. And this is really crucial in a fast-moving world where technology and behaviors of clients change all the time. You're able to adapt. A big company doesn't have that agility. I mean, just think about a speedboat versus a tanker. A tanker will have a much bigger turning radius than the smaller boat. And going beyond size, um, size isn't everything. There are obviously benefits to both. But whether you're big or small, it doesn't really answer some fundamental questions about how a wealth manager or private bank will grow in the future and how they will keep clients in the future. Now, you must ask yourself questions like, how will we systematically generate leads and referrals, not just mergers and acquisitions? Um, if you don't have a systematic approach to this, your pipeline will dry regardless eventually. Yes, you can keep on merging with other companies, but you're just adding to zero-sum game. You're not actually growing organically. The other issue, of course, is how do you meet the changing preferences of clients? I mean, the, the typical private banking uh, client is not that young anymore, and, and these firms must start attracting younger clients. And these younger clients have completely different preferences. Their expectations of what financial services should look like are different. They are colored by having dealt with companies like Apple, Google, Amazon, and going into financial technology, you have companies like TransferWise and Revolut and N26 and all the new challenger banks, which have also changed expectations dramatically. The future private banking client will simply expect that digital channels are as present as the client advisors. They will expect to be engaged, wowed and educated by technology and humans. And to this, scale is not the answer. Uh, we must 
think about what the future private banking and wealth management experience looks like to these clients. So the question really is from the last two points I made, how do you create the interactions and experiences that clients will love and that will build loyalty and increase the likelihood of not just getting more of their business, but also their referrals? What this future experience looks like is also the key to differentiating and ultimately saving the industry in the long term. Uh, because how do you differentiate in a sea of me too? Personalized advice is no longer enough to attract clients, especially not if you look at robo-advisors being able to give um, personalized advice based on quantitative models for a fraction of the cost. You must provide something extra, both in experience and the advisory service that you provide. But what does it look like? Well, I'm not here to give you the answers today, but hopefully together we can start asking some more pointed and more concrete questions as to what this looks like. Going back to the KPMG study again, we haven't yet mentioned the cost-to-income ratio issue. Many banks suffer from a close-to-linear relationship between their costs and the size of their client base. Now, this cost is obviously not entirely linear because there are benefits to scale, especially on the cost side. But personally, I think technology and smart reimagining of processes can play a far bigger role in getting costs under control than scale can. And given what the client experience of the future demands, this investment in technology already has to be made at some point. So I guess my conclusion is that scale has benefits, but it's not the be-all and end-all. The reason I started with this study as the first subject of this podcast is I find some of the questions that it at least raised for me are some of the questions, central questions to the future of, of the industry, I think, and also some of the central questions uh, that I'd like to discuss with the future guests uh, on this podcast. These questions, I don't have the answers to. Uh, I have some ideas, but I, think, I hope that uh, this podcast will maybe lead down to having more and more specific questions around these themes. So thank you very much for tuning in to this first episode. Hopefully we'll be able to improve the quality over time as we learn the ropes. And if you have any ideas on future subjects or future guests, feel free to drop me a line. Uh, you can email me at um, podcast at chaotic.io. That's podcast at c-h-a-o-r-d-i-c dot i-o. So yeah, thanks again for tuning in and uh, hopefully we'll have another episode out in a week or two and um, that time with a guest. 
So until next time, this is Ville Faller with the future of wealth management. Goodbye, have a good one.